0: So glad you're all here today. You know, I think we did you folks a disservice last month. We talked for a whole month about abundance, about using the law of attraction, and we never once really talked about gratitude. I know! It's like a glaring omission. So I'm going to make up for it by a few sermons this month, specifically on gratitude. And I thought a good place to start is with a definition. So I looked it up in Merriam-Webster, and it's one of those uh, words that has kind of two meanings. So we're gonna take them separately. First of all, gratitude is the appreciation of benefits received. So it is simply acknowledging that we have received something and an acknowledgement of the benefits we've received. And a good way of illustrating that, I think is with this joke. (laughs) Or at at least we'll give it a try. So there was a a Jewish immigrant tailor named Mendel, and he was worried about his business. Mendel was down to his last $50 and was torn between buying a sign and getting food for his family. Mendel decided to pray. Dear God, he said, I don't know what to do. If I buy a sign, it may bring in business. Maybe it won't bring in business. But I need to buy groceries for my family, and if the sign doesn't bring in sales, we may have to go without food. God replied, Mendel, by the sign, don't worry. Your family won't starve. So he bought the sign, business took off. Taylor fed his family, and all was well. However, as time went on, he realized he could not keep up with the business. And so back again into the dilemma, if I hire people, will I be able to make the payroll? Will I be able to make my commitment to these people that will help expand my business? Go ahead, said God. Hire some help. You'll do okay. And so Mendel did, and his business took off beyond his wildest dreams. After a time, the tailor decided to move to a larger site that would accommodate the growing demands for his business. As he surveyed a variety of locations, he found the perfect storefront. But the rental price was huge. God, Mendel prayed again, I found the perfect place to relocate, but the cost of the lease is exorbitant. I don't want to get in over my head. I have all these responsibilities. Go ahead, get the lease on your perfect store, Mendel, said God. Trust me, you'll be okay. So, Mendel signed a lease on the Fifth Avenue store in New York City, and profits from his business went through the roof. Out of heartfelt gratitude, Mendel proposed to the Almighty that he dedicate the store to God itself. How do you like the name, he said to God, Yahweh and Mendel. (laughs) Yahweh and Mendel... God said, I don't know, let's go with Lord and Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) So, how profound is your sense of gratitude? Truly, if you look around us, um, in fact, as as Link's song suggested, which I love, pretty much things are going all right. You know what I mean? In the scheme of things, ninety-nine percent of the time, right? Our lives are sailing through pretty well, and yet, what is it that we stop and are, gra- and are grateful for? So often, it isn't for life. So often, it's really the extraordinarily uh, wonderful things that happen, right? It isn't for day-to-day life when gratitude really knocks on the door. It's when something astounding, when something unimaginably wonderful happens. And and my guess is the day-to-day humdrum part of our lives kind of is unnoticed, isn't it? I think this could be a mistake. I think that it is the bulk of our lives that we should be grateful for. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think about uh, like my day today. It's like, first of all, I wake up into an amazingly soft bed. It's like the sheets are smooth and I'm, uh, do you know when you first, maybe this is just me, but when I first wake up, I'm half awake, half asleep, just enjoying that moment of peace in the bed. And we have this most amazing thing at my house. I can smell the coffee before I wake up. <laughs> There's this machine downstairs that you put a timer on it, and I remembered to adjust for daylight savings time, I'm happy to say. And uh, and so I wake up to that delicious smell. Sometimes I don't even have a cup of coffee, but the delicious smell of it is so super. What is it in your life that right from the get-go every morning is just amazing? It's probably the people that you live with. It's probably just the the most innocuous and and everyday things that are part of your lives and probably 99% of the time. Don't they? They go unnoticed. Well, you know, there's a very easy practice that we can employ here to start being more thankful, to start noticing the things in our lives. And it's nothing more than just awareness of the present moment. Simple awareness of the present moment. I don't see how it can't help but plunge us into gratitude. Even right now, just look around right in this room. Let's take this present moment. How amazing that we all got here today. Do you know what I mean? By foot, by bus, by car, by max. And and in all of the ways that got us here that didn't involve traffic accidents or or being late particularly or, or any of the things that could happen, here we are this is amazing and then look at this build. i mean i know in a way this sounds silly but look at this building there's electricity here i'm well lit i think today and uh, (laughs) i'm wearing a nice suit for y'all and and look around at the chairs we're sitting on and the carpet and and you know none of this just we didn't just fall into this this was all by the hands of creative and loving people that you know swept the carpet here and that purchased these chairs. And oh my gosh. We're right in the middle of something that is hugely glorious. And I, for one, am thankful for it. I'm thankful for you all to be here to share it with me today. Life, as they say, is good when I'm in the middle of life. Now what takes me away from this it's worries. It's, it, it's like thinking I should have done things differently in the past. It's, it's being hung up on maybe something that's going to happen or maybe not. It's, uh, it's focusing on the 1% of the things that didn't go well, right? It, it was like even as Linda was talking about the fabulous talent show that we're gonna have here on Saturday night, I remembered we were, Linda and I were struggling and several of us were to get the tickets printed, right? Because somehow through it all we'd, we'd forgotten to actually print the tickets. <laughs> here we're trying to sell them, get your tickets early. Oh, but are, <laughs> but are there tickets, right? <laughs> it was so funny. And in the moment, Linda and I just gave each other a hug and moved on because we knew that. What? We could have spent half an hour there. You know, well, whose fault is this? And why aren't there tickets? And why are Linda and I as important as we are? <laughs> you know, slicing up these darn tickets on the paper cutter. And right? We just laughed because in the moment, when you're aware of each moment as it is happening, life can't hardly help but be good, right? You're with people you love. There, there's, there's good results of your effort. We're, we're going to sell those tickets, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so just being aware right now of who you are and what's going right in your life can do wonders. All right, so that's the first part of the definition of graciousness, and gratitude. It's appreciation of the benefits received. So we've talked about that one. The second one, though, is equally interesting. It's the feeling of pleasure or contentment by reason of the comfort supplied or the discomfort alleviated. So basically, it's the feeling that goes with it. So, so there's, the, there's the doing it, there's the being grateful, there's the, the Linda and I smiling at each other, the practice, if you will, of gratitude, but then there's also the feeling. And I think it's that feeling that I was missing to a degree last month when we were talking about the, the law of attraction without talking about gratitude. Because the two to me are just like this. The two of them together are dynamite. It is gratitude, I think, that opens our heart. It's gratitude that allows us to be in that place of receptivity. And a lot of the exercises, of course, for last month were about making us more receptive. And i got to tell you, there's nothing that makes me more receptive, more willing to receive, more feeling content and fulfilled than gratitude. Have you ever just sat down and listed your blessings before? If you're in a bad mood, it turns you around like that. I don't think you can be angry or sad or unhappy and grateful at the same time. It's like one of those things that's uh, incompatible, I think, with each other. If you're really feeling that sense of being grateful for what you have, what's going on in your life, it's going to wash away a lot of the BS. Simply because it's that feeling that's welling up in you. And you know what? It's also like peanut butter. Uh, well, okay, so, so let, me, let me explain a little bit about the peanut butter, I guess. It's the stick to factor. Have you ever given a dog or a baby just the tiniest little bit of peanut butter? They're like, nom, nom, right? It's like they haven't learned how to deal with the lusciousness of it quite yet. And so it's like, blah. well, science has proven, believe it or not, that gratitude is like peanut butter. It is not something that goes down quickly. (laughs) When we are grateful, it sticks to us for a long time. And there's even scientific research that backs it up. Let me get out my article here so that I'm actually quoting real stuff. Because I was reading through this one survey, and it's like, really? Really? All right, so let me do the setup. There's a, a professor... Um, that is in oh, i 'm missing a page here there's a professor in Kentucky who has set up some psychological um, uh, tests, if you will, or, or uh, a, almost like a survey for his students so so here's the setup he's the professor at a beginning psychology class every year, every term actually he has about a hundred students in the class so so a hundred students over many years he's done this for thousands of people, and hopefully the word doesn't get out too much to the students, because right in the middle of his class is part of a little bit of a a psychological study. So they've taken tests right along, they've done their reading, they've taken tests, and they come in one day and there's a pop quiz, and they're all like, oh my God, you know, whatever. And he goes, oh no, this isn't too hard, and he passes out the the test papers, and turns out all they have to do is write a one-page essay and turn it in. What they don't know is it isn't so much about the essay. So they turn in the essay. He grades it, hands it back to them. Half, at random, get an A. And he writes, best paper this term, thanks. Half gets a D And it says, not your best work. What a mess. Right? So half the students get an A. Half the students get a D minus. His graduate student just randomly assigns them to the thing. All right. Now, this is carefully timed to the lab that goes with the psychology class as well. So right along, they've been on Saturday afternoons going to a lab that follows the class. So they go to the lab. And they've been doing all kinds of studies and tests and things like that. This time, they're told that it's experiment in reaction time. And they just sit down in front of a computer and with a little joystick. And the idea is they're supposed to use the, the little gun on the screen to, to get points. And so at least on the surface, it looks like, well, they're shooting a little gun and knocking some blocks. And, and they get points. And if they do it fast enough, this is, I suppose, a good thing. They get more points. What they're not told is the figure of the professor is also in the screen. And although they don't get extra points for it, they can shoot him. (laughs) (laughs) Now you might think that what's going to happen, right, is the people that got the unfair D minus are going to spend a little time shooting the professor, whereas the other people are going to just go for the points. Well, you would be a little bit right and a little bit wrong. Because I haven't told you the whole plan yet. It's the essay. Half of the people wrote an essay, a page and a half essay, on all of the things that really pissed them off that week. And the other half of the students had an essay, a page and a half, to write about everything for which they were grateful that week. And do you want to know what the results were? the results really didn't make a difference whether they got an A or a D minus. The results were what the essay was. The people that wrote the essay on everything that pissed them off that week shot the heck out of that professor in addition to getting the points. And the people that wrote about what they were grateful for in a large percentage ignored the professor and just did the points. The conclusion, gratitude, sticks with us. The idea of gratitude calms us. The idea of gratitude allows us to actually change our set point of happiness and givingness, and it opens our heart. It's difficult to be open-hearted and use a gun and shoot even a picture of the professor, apparently, that gave you a D- minus for no reason. Another group of scientists across the country in California discovered in a similar kind of uh, process uh, that if people kept a simple gratitude log, just writing down a few things that they were grateful for every day, uh, had some amazing results for them. And uh, yet a third study determined that it didn't even have to be every day, that as little as once a week... If you wrote down a list of what you were grateful for, and and I have here a list of some of the things that the people reported. Now here they did like before and after surveys with the people. So they did a survey, a long survey about characteristics of the people's life. Then they did the gratitude journaling for about a month. Then they did the test again. They discovered that people on average were 10% happier after they have been doing the gratitude journaling for a month. They felt more like working out. They felt more optimistic. They fell asleep more quickly. They slept longer and more soundly. They had fewer physical problems. And even, and I love this one, even their blood pressures on average were slightly lower just from doing a gratitude practice once, uh, well, in that study they were, they were doing it um, every, every night, uh, but just from doing five minutes a day worth of journaling around gratitude made all of those difference in the lives. This is like super peanut butter. Do you know what I mean? This is something that will stick and stick and stick. Okay. So I think now we've talked about the two aspects or the two definitions. We've covered the appreciation of benefits received. And we've covered the feeling of pleasure, uh, the contentment feeling that goes with this. And that's the feeling that really motivates our minds, our bodies, and our spirits to have a more positive outlook on life. What can we do about this? Are we really grateful? I guess that's what it comes down to, isn't it? And can we find some time in our lives to really show that appreciation? How many people here have a, a, a gratitude practice, if you will? Because I, I bet some don, do. You know, here in the science of mind, a lot of people know the power of gratitude and practice it a bit. But I bet there are a million different ways that we can do it. First of all, the typical one, we can uh, practice gratitude just by saying thank you. When we have an awareness, right, of things that are going good in our life, let's thank them. I actually write thank you on my checks that I send in on my utility payments, because I want to be reminded in my own heart that I really enjoyed using all that water and growing my vegetable this, this summer, even though the water bill was a little on the high side. It's like, no, thank you. Those fresh flowers and vegetables were lovely. I write a thank you on my gas bill because it keeps me warm in the summer and it keeps me cooking in the in the winter and it's, you know, it's lovely. What else can we do? Cards, letters, flowers, notes. You know, they're all the sort of typical things one might do to be thankful. But have you really thought of returning your gratitude through time and attention? Do you know how much your time is worth to someone that cares about you? It is worth everything. I know it's way too early to start talking about Christmas presents, but in all of the studies they do with children where they give them a a list of things that they would like to have for Christmas, do you know what the one that gets picked the most often is? It's quality time with their parents. it you know it, it isn't the latest uh, latest Harry Potter adventure or you know or, or whatever kids are into these days. I mean, they get checked off too. But the ones that get checked off most frequently are simply spending quality time with their parents. This is a huge way of saying thank you to the people that you love. Not with any agenda, not that you've gotta accomplish something or, uh, or anything like that. Just to listen, just to be there and listen and get really get the people that are in your life. Another thing that you can do that I love to do is simply a smile. How much of the day do you go through totally unaware of what your face is doing (laughs) i know it sounds silly it sounds silly in a way but so much of the time we're interacting with people during the day aren't we we interact with people most of us do at work most of us do um, at the supermarket getting you know another tank of gas or being on the bus we interact with people just about every day and just about hourly in every day And are we aware of what our face is saying? Most of the time, if our face isn't saying anything, we are saying something. We're saying we don't care. If our face is completely neutral when we're interacting with the checker at Safeway, or if it's completely neutral when we're in the line at the post office with the people on either side of us, what it says is that we don't care. Now that could be true, Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it could be true, but my guess is there's a part of us that cares even about strangers. There's a part of us that would want to appreciate everyone on the planet for just showing up. Let us be aware of what our face and our body language is saying when we're with other people. Would a smile hurt? <laughs> I have met some most amazing people waiting in lines. I've decided that, it, that in my next life, my profession is just going to be waiting in line. <laughs> I have met some of the most amazing, sweet, and wonderful, and talented people just by engaging them. And, uh, and I suppose they probably think I'm halfway goopy, goofy as I start up the conversation, right? I'll just look into their Safeway basket and go, Oh, I buy, you know, that olive oil, too. It's really good, isn't it? And, and sometimes you get the... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> but i got to tell you, that fades really fast. Uh, the, the initial reaction might be, Oh, my gosh, someone, like, spoke to me in line <laughs> at the gas station, you know, or whatever. But they get over it right away when they see you smiling. And you can find out that you have neighbors that you didn't even get to know. You can find out that there are uh, people out there in the world that have all the same issues and problems that you do. And they're there to share a smile and a word or two. This is gratitude for life. So I want to close today with a little bit of homework and a prayer. We're back to doing the homework again. I hope you don't mind. And I say, if it's good enough for students in Kentucky, why wouldn't it be good enough for us? So my homework suggestion for this week, actually for all of this month, and I'll go light on assigning any additional homework, is simply to start a gratitude journal. Here's my entries from last night. I am grateful for knowing what time it is in our many clocks. <laughs> I guess that one makes sense, doesn't it? I'm grateful for Daniel's love and caring. I'm grateful for sharing projects together. I'm grateful for Ernest Holmes' wisdom. I was working on my sermon, you can tell, yesterday. And so that's uh, grateful for Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind. And the last one made me laugh out loud. Thank God for sapination. Do you know what sapination is? So one of the projects we're doing to do some homemade Christmas presents is making soap. Do you imagine how dirty we would be without soap? And the, <laughs> and the chemical, there's actually a chemical process that turns things like greasy oil into soap because that's mostly what so, soap is, mostly greasy oil. You add some crystals to it and the process of sapination is what makes it, instead of being dirty, it makes it actually a cleaning agent. Oh. Sapination. Sapination. <laughs> It's a good thing. (laughs) Find some things in your life to be grateful for. Silly things, absurd things. It doesn't matter. Your life is full of miracles. I was just totally laughing during the first service. I was imagining that everyone there did not have the benefits of sapination. And so no one could have taken a bath that morning, right? It's like life is full of just so many miracles. Find a few and be grateful for them. I'm going to close with just a quote from Ernest Holmes. He said this in The Power of an Idea, a book that was released in 1965. He said, Gratitude is not only a virtue, but it is also part of a practical philosophy of life. There is no wiser way of living than to remember every morning what life has given us to lift up our thoughts in thankfulness for every bounty that we possess. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence. There's this one life that is God's life. And I know that I'm right in the middle of it. That God contains the the consciousness and the love and the joy and the peace of, of everything in this universe. And that I'm right there too. That God's love is my love. That God's joy is my joy. That the abundance and the infinite supply of God is mine to use and to have. And oh my gosh, am I grateful for that. I'm grateful for the the bills that come because of the utilities that they have brought. I'm grateful for the, the life that is so sweet of love and joy and family and friends. I'm grateful for the odd little weirdnesses of life, including sapination. <laughs> I'm grateful for the power and presence of God showing up as the people in this room in all of their variety, in all of their liveliness, and all of the goodness. This, this is life. I'm grateful for all of it. I just let it be. And together we say, And so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thanks so much.